Free Lions are on the shirt, listeners. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And welcome to Tracks. You alright, mate? Hello, Tim. How's it going? I'm going alright, thank you. How are you? I'm going alright, too. Going ne- very well, in fact. Never know how to answer that properly. No. Is it because of the way I phrase it? How are you going? Yeah, because who's going? Like, where am I going? I think I said, how's it going? Oh. Not, how are you going? Okay. <laughs> how, <laughs> how are you going? going? <laughs> With yeah. my legs? Because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but no, I'm, I'm terrific, actually. Thank you. That's good. Why are you so terrific? Um, I feel a bit more refreshed after a while, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I've, had, I've had a lovely weekend. I've, uh, yeah, I've made the most out of life, mate. Oh, <laughs> that's a big call. I've made the most out of this life that I've been given. Yeah, uh, and if you listen to what I did at the weekend, that's quite sad. Because no. I didn't like go jumping off a building and fly into a nest of gold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that your idea of living life to the <laughs> that's my idea to the maximum? <laughs> jumping off a building and what was it? Flying into a nest of gold. Yeah, I mean, first I could fly. So. It's quite poetic of you. Thank you. I'm Alex Turner now. <laughs> Jumping off a building and flying into that nest of gold. <laughs> uh, yeah, you really, really are. Thank you. Well, if you weren't doing that, what were you doing this weekend? Um, I was lucky enough to, well, firstly, Friday night, bit mad, off to the pub with me mates, lovely jubbly, had a late night burger in London. A late a night bla- burger in London? I can't remember the name of it, so it's really bad of me, but you basically go in... And you just get like a burger and like you ask for like a side. <laughs> you get fries. Have you been to McDonald's? Yeah, it's essentially that. No, it's kind of like an American style place, but they also have like bags of nuts on the like side. Five guys? Five guys, yeah. Yeah. So I went there and I hadn't really had one of them before because I've been really good this week. Like I haven't been eating meat and I've been like calorie counting. Right. Oh. Today's a good day. I met 20 pounds. You met twenty pounds. <laughs> He's a lovely guy. <laughs> I've lost twenty pounds, Tim. Since. Fifty cents, older brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's his long lost cousin. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've I've been successful in that, and then I ruined it all with a massive burger. How massive? Um, how massive are we talking? I quite like hearing about people's burgers. It's one of those foods that I don't actually have that many burgers, but whenever like a new one, like where there's loads of hype about it, like pops up, I'm. Yeah, I like to hear what everyone says. Everyone's like, oh, "Have you heard about this new yeah. fake chicken?" And I'm, like, oh. I'm like, "I want it." I know. Um, it was pretty standard actually. It's just like a cheeseburger, oh. but it was quite like juicy. It was good. Um, nice chips. Got it all over me though. Of course you did. Like my shirt was literally like caked in like sauce. Why doesn't that surprise me? I don't know how it happens. <laughs> you were just chatting away earlier, and I looked at your top, and there was just milk <laughs> spilt all down it. <laughs> don't, don't even remember you drinking milk. You were just covered in it. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Um, yeah, it was fairly standard, but it was up in London. Then I had to get like a train home, like drunk and stuff. It's interesting. It's not interesting. Solo. Um, solo, solo, yeah, always hand solo. Um, and then Saturday, I was lucky enough to find myself at your event. Well, yeah. I mean, as you bring it up, we might as well have a little chat about it. Yeah. Um, listeners who are regulars. That's one way of phrasing regular listeners. Uh, will remember a number of months ago, I announced that I was kind of with hand in hand with your brother hosting my first big music event with live bands and stuff like that. Mm. 
And it only went and bloody happened this weekend. It happened and it happened good. Yeah, the Utopia All Day. Inaugural one at the Green Door store in Brighton. We had ten, ten bands mm-hmm. come down across the day. We had amazing lighting show. We had all sorts. We had vegan hot dogs. Uh, drinks were flowing. All our mates came down. And I think... It was a pretty successful special day. Yeah, do you know what it reminded me of? It was a it was a small taste of what it's like for a bony fest yeah. in a way. It was um you know, we talked to before how much we love that and how we basically just love being around all our mates and listening yeah. to music and having a good time. And it was a little bit like that. I kinda of chat to people I haven't talked to for a while. I feel like I was on top form. Yeah. Made some good jokes, mate. Yeah, I was uh, I was well liked. See, this this was one of the the things that I, I'm just gonna skim over that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was one of the interesting things about hosting an event like that was that um, I felt like I was rushing around doing so yeah, many different things you were hosting. That, that actually, um, you know, I kept seeing all you all you lot sat kind of outside in the lovely open area that we had, mm. um, you know, just chilling out, having drinks, having a laugh, and it was it was very gratifying to see it see really? everyone down there enjoying it but at the same time there was a bit of me that was like I just want to be sitting over there can't someone else put this on I feel like that's why I wouldn't be able to do it is because yeah. I would I would probably ruin my own event by yeah. wanting to go and spend time with people and yeah although there was were you, having a, were you drinking throughout? I was drinking yeah not that not that much you've been quite tame with it Um, yeah I, don't, I wasn't really drunk at any point during the day at all I wouldn't even really say I was ever tipsy there was I had like a couple to sort of calm the nerves at the beginning and then very periodically was it a nervous situation what was it like hosting it tell me it was deets it was interesting it was a a total learning curve learning experience for me um the days running up to it I was getting increasingly kind of anxious and nervous um about people like turning up or was it about just everything there was confronting humans yeah all of it like so many like little logistical things you know, because I'm, I've never really like I've never been in a band or, you know, sort of worked at a gig or anything like that. So even little things to me in my head, it's like, oh my god, how does the setup on a stage go from a two piece to a five piece? I don't didn't couldn't even think how that really worked. And I knew there was going to be other people there. We had a sound guy and all that who were going to help. But did you know, you know anything about backlines and things before that? Bits, or, bits, yeah. but like little bits. So all those things kind of became a little bit terrifying because you're thinking I don't know what, what we're doing what am I going to do when a problem arises yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and Green Door Store's not a big place so you've got to sort of welcome in 10 different bands and get all their gear in and all their other gear out while trying to keep to schedule and trying to not get in everyone's way and do everyone's heads in and you know it felt like so much to manage never mind you know trying to sell tickets trying to make sure everyone's enjoying themselves anything kicks off you know all these different things um and it, it just felt a bit overwhelming in the days running up to it. And even on Saturday morning when I woke up, I kind of lay there in bed and thought, I would love to just stay Not here. Not going to go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Um, but then met up with Jack on Saturday morning and, um, you know, started to kind of calm down and look forward to it a little bit. And with it, it was quite an early start, really. You would have been there at, what, we nine, got there. ten? Uh, I met Jack at ten. Um, we were sort of in the venue setting up by uh, quarter to twelve was when we arrived to start that for one forty-five um opening so two hours of setup and then yeah people kind of started flooding in it filled up really quickly i think a lot of my anxiety was that people wouldn't come till later 
So the first few bands were going to be playing to an empty room. Didn't happen. Mm. Um, pretty much straight away, a load of people turned up, which was great. And, and people that weren't just your mates as well. Yeah, yeah loads, <laughs> loads of genuine punters. Yeah. Um, and all the little things that I was a bit worried about, I felt like we kind of grew into pretty quickly. Um, and there were a few kind of little hiccups along the way, but it was great. It was really great. And I enjoyed it in, in a way that I didn't uh, sort of foresee. Mm. In that, you know, Like I say, although it was a little bit sad that I couldn't come and join all you guys, I kept having these moments where I was really enjoying sort of stepping back and just watching on. Because um, when a band was playing, I guess that was a little bit of a downtime in, so, in, in a way. Yeah, sort of. Although you're thinking, where's the band who are on next? Um, is anything going wrong? Is everything sounding all right? What's happening outside the door? You know, all all these things kind of didn't stop going through your head. But a couple of the bands I would... There's, there's sort of benches in one corner of the green door store at the back through a little sort of door arch. Oh, the weird like castle bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but for a few of the bands, I kind of went and stood on the bench at the very back of the room on my own and just sort of watched the crowd watching the band and sort of just stepped back. Did you get any photos of yeah, that? Yeah, took a few photos and from that made, angle? Yeah, from the Good. very back corner and a few videos. And uh, I... You know, to be in a... It sounds a bit odd considering that I'm in a room with loads of my friends um, who are enjoying bands, but it was actually really nice to take that moment by myself and just kind mm. of watch over it and think, God, we've done all right here. Um, and yeah, it was it was really gratifying. It was really, really exciting. I felt really... From early on, I felt proud. I think I said to you a few weeks ago, you asked me if I was looking forward to it and if I thought I was going to enjoy it. And I said, the headline act, I think I'll enjoy that set because it'll be done. But much earlier in the day, I started to think, yeah, I'm... I'm happy with this and I'm happy we did it. Yeah. Um and yeah, everyone everyone seems to have thought it was a great night. Um, you know, all the bands we spoke to really, really enjoyed themselves. Um, you know, we had some press down there who have already started to write really good things and said really good things to us on the day. Yeah. You know considering It was just good vibes really, isn't it? Because I, I know there are plenty of people just like kind of sitting outside. Some of them had only seen certain bands, but it's like a festival. Like yeah. sometimes some people don't see all ten. I for one didn't see all ten, but um, it's just nice to be in that kind of place where good things are going. Yeah, you might just be outside having a talk with your mates and that, and then you go and see a band, and then you come back out for some food, blah, yeah. blah blah. It's like a tiny little festival. Yeah, and so I, it's nice. Yeah, I, I thought it felt like that, and mm. like some some things that we we couldn't have possibly cultivated ourselves, but I thought really added to it was, say, for example, the fact that there was a big age range there. There was quite a lot mm. of people, you know, my dad was there, your parents were there, but and quite a lot of people around their age as well as kind of way down to kind of 18. And I think that brought a much kind of lighter atmosphere to it as well. And when sometimes you can be a gig, especially somewhere like Green Doorstall, which in some ways is a little bit grimy, um, a li- can get a little bit kind of uh, boxed in and hot. And if there's a bit of kind of angst in the room, the first thing I realised is I went in to see the first band play, and uh, with about about four minutes in, I was like, I'm sweating yeah. profusely. <laughs> like it is so humid. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I had to take my jacket off, Tim. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that about says that. Everything. I mean, you should have looked into it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. was good as well. Yeah, and, like things worked out for you as well. Like it, just in terms of yeah, something it, uncontrollable. It, exactly. Um, I think it all worked out great. Which gives you just positive vibes to begin with, doesn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah. If I um, say vibes again, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a vibey day. It was. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's nice that you mentioned something like Bolney, which is obviously um, something that we've put on previously. Well, Jack mainly. But, um, you know, I think that kind of atmosphere of things that we, you know, parties we just have with our mates, if we can extend that to the wider public and mm. still keep it feeling like, you know what, we're all just having a laugh here and it's really nice and chilled. And Would that be the next goal is to kind of, although you, you've got it in your head to do another Utopia, right? Yeah. yeah. Two two times a year thing, possibly? I think, I think that's the plan at the moment, two a year. Yeah, we've already started picking dates for number two. So, But to find a piece of land or something, that would be quite awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, it? that would be amazing, yeah. I think the logistics on that would be sizable so it will be it would be a while away but please do um yeah that um, only. obviously <laughs> <laughs> um yeah something outdoors would be fantastic like a little yeah. a little one day mini. i did think the venue was great though did have yeah. the because it's out it's got an outside and, and an in the inside just like most places but the outside seems um connected and disconnected enough to seem like it was kind of like a whole new area yeah well like it people, wasn't like a tiny smoking because like, if you did yeah. it at sticky mics you've got just the road straight outside yeah, and then exactly. the kind of car park at the back so this kind of seemed a little bit more like proper, yeah exactly proper for people who don't know through. uh green door store it's it's kind of underneath the railway arches of brighton station so it's very very central but it's kind of set back away from the road so you've got this kind of tarmac area outside that people can sort of spread out in um with the flowers up the thing was that you no was it wasn't that, that was because that, that, that was lovely yeah i know we got there and we'd actually spoken previously before we knew that we were having projections on all the walls indoors um of kind of psychedelic visuals we talked about as it's sort of utopia this kind of lush word uh that conjures up kind of yeah floral imagery i suppose we talked about getting kind of flowers and stuff like that and decorating the venue and the lights outside were nice yeah um just didn't do that in the end but arrived on the day and there was flowers everywhere so it was kind of it was kind of perfect perfect um so yeah yeah that was that was really cool i really enjoyed it i did too it did Mm. kind of wipe me out for the sunday but it was a you're telling me a good way (laughs) yeah i was absolutely dead on the sunday dead to the world yeah um didn't want to talk um but i i do want to say that this does uh lead me into a highlight of mine which was one of the bands that played. Oh, cool. As you can imagine. Um, so I, I didn't know... Maybe maybe I knew 50% of the artists on there. Which I have to say, uh, you did very well to get them all on and off. Because yeah. I think there was, what, a 10-minute gap? Yeah. I know that um, Toy came on at half 10 instead of 20 past or something. Yeah. The the 10th band, our headliners, Toy, were the first ones to come on late. Oh really? Uh, and that that was only by ten minutes, and we'd given a twenty-minute contingency for the full day. So, well, that's fine. That worked out pretty well. Nice. Well, I was pleased with that. Yeah. It's one of those kind of like nerdy things that, um, you know, to general people going to the the thing, you might not notice, but oh yeah, when definitely. you're behind the scenes, you're like, oh my god, I love that we're running on time. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, the 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 thing that I kind of that stood out for me in terms of the music was um, a band called Fuse, which we played a while ago. I think when you kind of introed that this thing would be happening, um, but there was a moment when I kind of I walked in, and I was just on my. I think I went to the toilet. I came in and I saw everybody kind of lined up. You're all there. Yeah. And uh, I joined the gang, and there was just everybody that I liked. 
and left. <laughs> and the lights for me made some of the biggest difference. Just the whole effect stuff going on. The yeah. the visuals in general. Yeah, we should shout out Inner Strings. That was the guy yeah. who came down. He lives in Lewis, just down the road. Um, but he came down and did visuals for the entire day. Um, yeah, you know filming the stage using that footage to then kind of project it project it on yeah. two of the walls huge all it added so much atmosphere and the visuals were yeah. brilliant it, it absolutely that was it. smashed it, was, it. It, was, it was like walking into the room and you're in like a different place yeah and uh, that's the thing I think there was a song by uh, Fuse called um, La Guardia yeah again didn't know it um, but there was a moment I captured it on video as well I'll put that up on the Instagram or something it was just like black and white strobes yeah, that yeah. were like across, going across, and like it, it. They made the whole band look like kind of a drawing. Yeah, and they were kind of playing this bit that you'll hear soon. Um, that I'll play it in a minute, and uh, it was just kind of constant, like a wall of sound. Yeah, and then there was this, uh, just these lights going on, and then I noticed the two men in front of me. One, one had a hat on, one, one was bald, <laughs> and it was perfectly like on their heads, and it was so clear. And I was like, that's great, like, I love that. And, uh, and then just the whole walls on the left and it was just like a, a moment to kind of remember yeah um, so yeah let's let's do my highlight quickly now I mean my yeah. highlight was the whole thing I think you did a great job well done to you and Jack um, for putting it on cause cheers man I, I can't wait for the next one thank you okay um, so I'm going to play LaGuardia by Fuse <laughs>
there we go. Lagardia by Fuse. Um, Tim, what was your highlight apart from that whole shebang over the weekend? Well, yeah, obviously, um, Utopia was my highlight, and I'm just going to quickly say to anyone who came down, the biggest thank you. You know, without everyone who was there, it wouldn't have been the same, and all that hard work wouldn't have paid off. So, just a quick thank you for that. And I suppose my highlight kind of follows on from that day a little bit because. As previously mentioned, slightly on Sunday, I was feeling. Like I, said, I didn't really drink that much, so I wasn't really feeling hungover. I was just feeling exhausted and a little bit kind of emotionally fragile. I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, so it felt like such a weight and such a release, um, and I didn't really know what to do with myself. Um, and I felt like I needed a little bit of sort of mellow, calming, soothing music, but not. As you know, I'm not really much of an acoustic music guy. Um, they're still very much the kind of stuff I like. Does that make sense? Does that make any sense? You know um, what I mean. Kind of. Basically... You're not so- really a connoisseur of it. No. Um, I still like my guitars and sort of indie pop. Um, and But there was one particular song that I was just sort of flicking through Spotify thinking, oh, I'm, I'm too tired for this. This song's giving me a headache. This is annoying me couldn't find what I wanted to listen to and then I came across the new album by Boy Azuga who are a band I think we might have played on mm. uh, the show before certainly saw briefly at Great Escape and um, tried to get on the podcast I think we might do at some point in the future because um, mm. the kind of the main guy of Boy Azuga Davey Newington his management are really really lovely uh, I had a nice little chat with them through Great Escape and um, hopefully we'll get something lined up in the future. But I listened to the new album, One Two Kung Fu, which came out a few weeks ago, and I really, really enjoyed it. But there's one particular song on there that just felt... It felt like exactly the, the level of music that, that I wanted to listen to on Sunday yeah. um, when I was just feeling a bit... Uh, um, and I was kind of... And then I was doing the song radio thing where I was like, can you, Spotify just find me... 50 more, more songs this. like this because I've listened to it 10 times in a row now and I can't keep listening to it I need more of it, this exact vibe um, did you get more of that vibe? some but not as much as I would have liked so this got a lot a lot of plays um, and I'm going to play it again now it's called Jerry and I think it's a really really nice little tune so nice. uh, here we go <laughs> Song have to end. Why can't I 
there you have it. That was Boy Azuga with Jerry. I like the fact that it finishes with um, Why Does This Song Have to End? That's yeah, the, right. Like pretty much the last lyric because that was very much how I felt on Sunday. That's all you. Yeah, I think it's a very sweet song. Yeah, um, it is very nice. Um, lyrically, really, really sweet as well. Um, yeah, exactly like that. If listeners, you have some more things that sound a bit like that, send them in for next time. I'm feeling a bit vulnerable because I might <laughs> quite enjoy it. Um, I don't know, the choral, the thrills, maybe things like that, probably. Mm. Anything that's sprung to your mind? No, but I can find <laughs> you some stuff. Cheers, I, I've, mate. No, I've got some ideas, but it's based on uh, a film that I, Adam, a film called Adam. The play, the uh, the soundtrack to that was very like that. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll hunt that down. Interesting. And I'll have a look through there for you. Nice one. Cheers, mate. It's all right. Uh, well, I guess that brings to a close our musical highlights of a big, big week. Goal! Yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Goal! So, Harry, as we arrive in the ears of our listeners on today, Wednesday, we are but about 24 hours away from one of the most exciting days ever yeah can you tell our listeners what is happening tomorrow tomorrow on the 14th of june um at i believe four o'clock british summer british summertime uh the world cup 2018 is starting oh my god uh, Russia, that... Saudi Arabia. Could you think of a better way? <laughs> Literally couldn't. It's so fitting. The greatest sporting event on the planet and two of the greatest teams <laughs> are going head-to-head in the Luzhniki Stadium in Moscow. Um, Still it... hella exciting. Yeah, so exciting. This is football we're talking about, by the way, listeners. For anyone who's uh, really not a sports person at all, football, soccer, the beautiful game <laughs> football football uh, yeah there's one isn't it? Uh, yeah it's all kicking off 32 teams is that right yes 32 nations from around the world coming together in Russia for a month festival it is a football a fiesta a fiesta what's the what's a Russian party called I'd like to know party because because <laughs> there were so many the last one was in Brazil four years ago and there were so many like football carnival yeah. like that I haven't seen as many Russian ones football football <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea but regardless of what it is I'm gonna bloody love whatever that word is yeah how long have you been excited for this uh over a year yeah, <laughs> I would say I would say pretty much four as years. As soon as yeah, as soon as it ends, you think when's the next one? God, I know. that seems so long away. That's why you just kind of creep towards it. That's what I really, really hate about. Well, I love it about the World Cup because it makes it feel so much more special that it's only every four years. But when it finishes, I'm almost just like I, that's the thing. When it, it's so good, it's like such a high that when, every time it finishes, you have the discussion of they should do it more than four times a year. They shouldn't. No. That's what makes it such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Is that you only really see a select amount in your lifetime. It's I know, you really of... don't live through that many. No, and to know that we're never going to see England win the, <laughs> the World Cup. That's not something. true, Harry. Maybe. <laughs> this know. is our year. This is our year. Did you see that tweet, by the way? Um, which one? Uh, so it was my, my friends know um, just how much of a fan I am, especially the ones who aren't that into football. Uh, and 
she sent me this and said this is definitely you mm-hmm. and the tweet is from uh, at barn underscore bcfc if you actually think I'm going to get sucked in by the England hype and think we have a chance of winning it after year after year of tournament failures then you are absolutely right it's fully coming home lads <laughs> and I thought yep yeah, that's us every yeah. single time this happens I and apologies listeners for going into like a bit of earnest football chat here but this time I'm not saying we're going to win it. I'm not even saying we've got a great chance of winning it. But for the first time in a very, very long time, I don't. I think we could beat every team. I I literally heard that on a, on something that there, there's they're they're definitely sure that we're not going to come crashing out at the very least. Well, we might do that as well. But <laughs> but like yeah, I don't think I think. But I think not, we're good enough. It's not now. the worry there yeah. as much as there has been. Yeah, and I think we're good enough now that on our day, if everything went right, and you need that in a World Cup, we could beat anyone. Yeah, and I'd just like to say we have listeners from all around the world. When we say we, oh yeah, sorry, we are talking about England. Yeah. Well, for the <laughs> not that you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, of course. For the sake of impartiality, do you have a second team? I. That's quite funny actually, because. I feel like I just have loads. Like I know it's terrible as an England fan, but I quite like Germany. Do you? I want Nigeria to win. Yeah, they're my kind of second team. They're my the underdog kit? team mainly because of the kit. They've got a great kit, and this because year. of the set of lads they got, they're a great bunch. And I'm and I follow them. <laughs> um, and I, I usually like teams like Wales and stuff, but they're not. They're not here with us. No, sadly not. Our our, our brothers in arms. Uh, didn't we'll... quite make it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yours? Well, I, I always have a soft spot for France as well. I mean, I just thought I kind of like everyone. I do the classic thing of anyone who's got a Man United player. I'm, yeah. I'm a bit invested in. But well, first of all, for me, nobody called Tim has ever won the World Cup. Okay. That's a fact, and I want someone called Tim to win the World Cup. So, what about Aust- Harry? I don't know if Harry has. You have to check. Okay. But I went through once and checked if anyone called Tim has ever won it. No one. So, uh, Australia, I want them to win it because they've got Tim Cahill. After that, Germany, I've got a player called Timo Werner. Close enough. So, I'll take him. Um, so, they're probably my backup. And then, after that, I've always got a soft spot for Japan and South Korea. Partly because yeah. I really loved when they hosted the World Cup in 2002. Partly because I like how much heart they play with. I've got a thing um, for Mexico, yeah, and Egypt this year as well. Yeah, I, I, I just really like football. <laughs> Switzerland, <laughs> come on, football! Uh, Harry Kane, if England win, that'll be a Harry. Yes, exactly. Captain, Captain yeah. Harry Kane. You've got England captain. I will say know. that um, probably loads of you have done sweepstakes, and certainly all of you who either have switched off, so you're not even listening to me, or you just don't like football, you've probably still entered into a sweepstake. Yeah, I got Brazil. Big. So I'm coming away with some cash, yeah. cash honies. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, I did a sweepstake at work and I got all 32 teams. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely going to win. Bless you. In your little <laughs> office. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. hella excited. Basically, I'm just mate. beside myself with excitement. Why do I keep saying hella? Hella, hella, hella. <laughs> you got hella vibes this week, Harry. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm vibing. But lest we forget, this is a music podcast as well. 
yeah. as a football podcast apparently this week and for the next month you probably are going to get a bit of football chat I apologise listeners but this is about to take over um, our lives everyone's lives <laughs> it's on yeah, everywhere yeah I know inadvertently it's going to I feel a bit sorry for the many people who don't like football out there but I don't I've like, spoken to all as many as I can who just do, do not like football and will happily slate it really get into the World Cup I, yeah I'm sure there's many know. that aren't. My girlfriend's just, she doesn't mind. She's just, she doesn't care. She doesn't hate it, doesn't love it, just isn't going to engage with it by the one. look of it. Well, that that's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to get her in an England shirt at some point. Good. It'll be nice. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be a good month. But we're going to play some music, and I believe, Harry, that you want to take the last track this week. I do. So, I do. I, I do, bloody mate. well do. We're talking football. I do. do. That I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, well, I guess that means that I need to go first then. It does indeed. And I will do that. I'm going to start out, I guess, with my least football-y pick, which sounds funny when you hear the name of the song. It's called Total Football. But <laughs> um, it's by Parquet Courts, and it's on their new album, Wide Awake. It's the opening track, and it's their latest single. It's got this really cool video, which is um, kind of... Well, a lyric video is all it is. But it's kind of playing off the classic uh, Panini football stickers mm. um, from, like, you know... Didn't they World release Cups gone well? by. They might have done. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's all kind of based on that. And it's just... It's got, like, this nice little retro feel. And it, I don't know... I, I did wonder whether they've just kind of been taken over by... Um, football fever or it's a happy coincidence or they've really tried to cash in on a world cup by doing a song called total football i'm not sure which of those one it is but Mm. it's good and i like the fact that uh there's not really many football references in the lyrics but there's a bit where they just shout like strikers (laughs) (laughs) for no reason (laughs) i just quite like it um although they do make me worry a little bit at the very end because pretty much the last thing in the entire song is them saying fuck Tom Brady which makes me a little bit scared that they're talking total American football not mm. to- total real football as far as I know no strikers in uh, NFL well that's or... the thing and I don't think there's many Panini stickers in the NFL either that's very true they have trading cards maybe it's a um, joke yeah anyway it's a really really cool tune as well and this album's great uh, definitely go and check it out the lead single from it Wide Awake I it was such an earworm I just couldn't stop listening to it People will love that at home. But we're going to listen to Total Football instead. Here it is, and it's by Parquet Courts.
have it. That was Parquet Courts with Total Football. Harry, your first pick, please. So, Tim, my first pick I said was going to cause possibly a little bit of uh, distress in the studio. Um, But it does take me back to a wonderful time. Uh, The song is Beautiful Day by the band U2. Oh. I know. But we are going... (laughs) We are taking us back to... I think it was Match of the Day when it was on ITV. Yeah, I was going to say that there was a funny couple of years where, again, for listeners abroad, Match of the Day is uh, the football Premier League highlights on a Saturday evening and now Sunday evening as well. And it's classically a BBC thing. BBC One, half ten-ish. No adverts. No adverts. And for a couple of years it went over to ITV, a commercial TV channel. Yeah. And it had just... Well, they got rid of the classic theme tune. Yeah. And, you know, part of me says, thinks I should have that, but I won't. Uh, because this... I think this must have been before I knew who Utu who, who 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 were. And um, every time I hear the song, no matter how much I dislike U2, I get so euphorically like, <laughs> it's a beautiful day! Because I remember just running downstairs when I would hear like Dad <laughs> turning it on and like knowing the football was on. And it, and it yeah. takes me back to that time when football is, although, you know, we are big fans and we talk about it, we love it. Yeah. There is a time when you're a child where you sleep, eat and breathe football yeah, more yeah. so than you ever will again. Because there's nothing more important. When you go to school, if you've lost that weekend, it's terrifying. If you've won, you can't wait to get there and gloat. Yeah. You know, if you've only support a team that not many, not other, many, yeah. many other people support, then it's scary in that. Yeah. And it's also new. Like, yeah. um, as much as we get excited every single year, it's impossible to not get slightly jaded at the 25th FA Cup final that you've watched. Yeah. It's different when it's like the second time you've ever seen one of these. You're like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> and it would be like, I mean, that would have been... We would have been a few leagues deep that I remember yeah. that I was like, actively watching football. But yeah, it definitely was early days that uh, back when we were good. Um, <laughs> so as much as part of me doesn't want to play U2 on here, and it hasn't been done for two years now, I think, I th- we might have played them once. No, we didn't. That was no, kind of the, that was the, point, that was the thing, yeah. We did a was Bono's, Bono's birthday, birthday episode and then didn't play any U2, just played <laughs> Beyonce instead. <laughs> well, U2 are getting on here, amazingly, um, and it is for good reasons. Okay. So we want to take people back to those days. Yeah. With uh, a bit of Beautiful Day by U2. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to win in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you'd found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful
see the tuna fleets clearing the sea out. See the bed when fires at night. See the oil fields at first light. And see the bird with the leaf in her mouth. After the flood, all the colors came out. Beautiful day by you too. Tim, what is your two pick? Well, I'm going to do, I suppose, a similar thing in that I'm going to go back to the first World Cup I remember and sort of reminisce about that feeling of being a child and being just kind of, yeah, just exploding with excitement. I think I'm excited now for this World Cup, but I, France 98, I was seven years old. And I'm not even sure if I knew the World Cup was coming. I don't. I've, obviously, people will have been talking about it, and my dad will have kind of said, you know, this is going to happen. But I feel like when it arrived, that tournament, it just blew my mind. I was like, this is happening. Like, yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect, and just all of a sudden, you've got three matches a day on every day, and the whole, the whole world is just kind of football obsessed for four weeks, as football obsessed as I was. And um, you've got all this colour and all these kind of crazy kits that you've never seen before on these players. I remember there was a Nigerian player called Taribo West who had these kind of weird little bunches on top of his head. And I'd, you know, I'd never, like, in, like, green and white, like, plaits to match his kit. And I'd never seen players like this. We didn't have players like that in England at the time. Um, there's something really interesting, actually, that I just really thought of. This, These are the days before you know, YouTube and the yeah. internet and stuff. So there are players that you do not see. You know, if there yeah. are players from European countries or the rest of the world that are maybe huge names now and well-remembered, yeah. we wouldn't have seen yeah, them, I, yeah. apart from maybe on telly every now and then. Yeah, I didn't know. There was, like, on Channel 5, we had, like, Italian football highlights, Football Italia that I used to watch at that time mm. as well. So you'd see some kind of slightly exotic players then. But the English league was still pretty... Uh, sort of British based you know national players yeah we wouldn't suddenly, know yeah. we wouldn't know what it's like to see 90 minutes of Ronaldo yeah. or Ronaldinho yeah and suddenly it was just this explosion of colour and I, I can still see all the kits and I can still um, you know I can I can visualise the nets of all the different grounds because everything looked a bit different and it, there was something really rich about the I don't know what cameras they were using but everything just looked brighter and it, it was always just, does yeah. it was just like this if you mentioned it was France. Yeah, it was in yeah. France. It was. It seemed like it was hot the entire time. Yeah. And just everything about it was amazing. And I I just remember it absolutely blowing me away. And 
you know, England had an interesting tournament there. You've got kind of one of the most iconic England girls ever, Michael Owen, skipping Argentina, through against Argentina yeah. and then pinging it in the top corner. But I also remember Beckham's free kick against Colombia in that tournament, which was an unbelievable moment. I remember Romania turned up to the tournament and they'd all bleached their hair blonde. I've got no idea why, but they all had. And it just looked weird. And it was great. Um, just- I was I was five. So my one of my only memories is of the the rooster. Yeah, the, the, the mascot. little mascot thing. Yeah. yeah, but I had that on a t-shirt, and I had a ball which yeah. had all the different flags of every nation on it. Yeah, and you know all these little things that are they're they're probably up there with like my earliest memories. incredibly vivid memories. Um, and yeah, like and the Brazilians, the Brazilians, they went all the way to final. I remember wanting them to win so bad, and they didn't. Um, they lost to France in the final three-one, I believe, or three-nil. I know Zidane scored twice. And Thierry on the bench for that one. Yeah. yeah. Arsenal player Manuel Petit scored a yeah. sort of runaway goal at the very end. I remember being gutted because um, I'd really grown... I know everyone loves Brazil, but I'd really grown fond of Brazil. They all seemed to have massive shirts. They were so baggy and they kind of ran and they sort of flapped in the wind and it just looked cool. Yeah. They were yellow, yellow shirts, blue shorts and white socks. is just like the ultimate... It's classic football look and they've never changed <laughs> yeah yeah and why would they it's just it's, always classic yeah, look yeah absolutely iconic um so yeah i guess that was when i first really really fell in love with the world cup and you know certain probably football a bit to an extent as well um although i was a big fan for then actually so i probably was already in love with it but yeah that tournament i think your first world cup was always a really really special one for you yeah and there were a few England songs that year. They we had re-released Three Lions. There was a second outing for it after it had been the song for Euro '96 two years earlier. Um, so that was big, big, big again. But there was also a kind of alternative um, football anthem by Fat Les called yeah. Vindaloo, and I can see the video still. And I remember sort of as a little seven-year-old kid, kind of marching up and down my garden, singing me, my mom, me, dad, and it's just like this brilliantly, brilliantly weird football song. Yeah. Um, Back when that stuff was more than acceptable as well, because yeah. I feel like you kind of bring a song out now and it's got less kind of because it was loved then as yeah. well. But there is a nostalgia that makes us think it's the most perfect thing in the world yeah. now. I feel like that's made now. It's it's kind of less acceptable or something. I don't know yeah. what it is. I d- yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is like a, a credibility that comes with time, or maybe it's just the football yeah. songs are a, a bit more crap now. Yeah. Like that was this was actually a really good tune. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's something great about like England fans over in France on the terraces, just chanting Vindaloo. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant. So I'm gonna play Fat Les Vindaloo. Cool. And uh, we're gonna dance around. Yeah. So you dance around at home as well? With me and your mum and your nan. (laughs) Perfect. Here we go.
introduce you please to a lump of cheddar cheese Lift one power, drop one cower properly like excited oh yeah I, I feel the adrenaline starting to pump through my veins Ooh, I'm shivering um right my second pick yes please uh well i'm actually going for a very similar thing to you so i was what five during 98 so it's not as fresh in my memory as it is for you yeah and i wouldn't really class it as my first world cup um my first proper world cup that i was really into was obviously 2002. I believe it was in Japan. Japan and Korea. Japan and Korea. Shared. Um, and everything you've just said, really, it was that f- that first moment of feeling like everybody was united. And you... I think that's one thing that is... That is maybe why people who don't like football love the World Cup, because it is... It's a time of the year, or it's a time of every four years, where... There's almost a kind of solidarity between everybody and that everybody just comes together within yeah. a month and the only thing everyone wants to do is celebrate yeah. football and 
just countries and what they're famous for and stuff and the host nation always becomes this big thing and everyone celebrates it and all the people that go there usually do of course you get your occasionals that fuck it up for everyone but <laughs> we don't we don't go there yeah um and i think i was in year four at the time so probably nine or ten a little bit like you were for your first yeah. um and it was just truly magical i remember because it was over there very odd kickoff times. Yeah, mornings. Yeah, I think 10 a.m. there was one. Um, I don't know if that was the earliest or not, but England's was. And school had been, like, cancelled for the morning. So you could either come into school and watch it, or you could stay at home and watch it. So that's a great thing. I mean, it, the world does just stop. It does. I mean, <laughs> who would do that? You wouldn't do that for Wimbledon or... No anything else apart from the fact that Wimbledon is on not during school it is um, Wimbledon goes on during the day yeah but it's it's during August isn't it no Wimbledon's going to be on the same time as the World Cup oh that's going to be the lowest <laughs> viewing figures ever um, yeah that, that is the, your first like you know when at, at school and like something simple like the fire alarm fire alarm goes and yeah. everyone goes outside and it's just different it's yeah. weird it's like the, the norm isn't happening yeah. right now um, it's a little bit like that. Yeah. And everything just comes to a halt and everyone's yeah. just enjoying this thing. They're not at school. They're yeah. just at home for a bit and you feel like you're being naughty but you're kind of allowed to be and it's like, it's, when it, it's your first memories of that, it's just, how can it not be something that will get you excited every yeah, exactly. all the time? And I know at work, like, I know the games are often at seven but if they were on at four, people were kind of down tools there as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. And everyone's gonna get drunk and wear face because masks and yeah because it's face it's, masks <laughs> face, face masks <laughs> we're all gonna have cucumbers, <laughs> cucumbers on our eyes. <laughs> face paints um, yeah it's one of those things I think as long as as long as I live whenever I watch an England game in a World Cup I'll always be slightly just imagining every other room which has got a screen in you know everyone crowded around I love the fact that you know when often the footage on TV, they'll sort of pan to Manchester and there'll be a big screen and everyone's like, hey! And then they'll pan to Birmingham and they'll go to London. It's like, I just love the... I just love imagining all these pubs and that sort of echo of the commentary outside and mm. like everyone everyone sort of sharing this experience. Um, my my mate at work, he, he's from Manchester. And... Uh, Manchester. And, you know, I think it's called Baggy Trousers at Glastonbury. Yeah. They put on, like, a thing in one of the tents. Yeah. Well, because there's no Glastonbury this year, they're putting on an event mm. for all of the England games where they basically do baggy trousers during the games. So goals scored, music plays and yeah. stuff, and then the game ends and all the music comes on and stuff like that, and they're making it a big that event. That sounds sick. That sounds like the kind of place I'd want to be watching the game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the song that I'm going for is kind of England's... Uh, tune for 2002 and it was uh i mean it's not one of the best ones but it's it certainly is drooped in nostalgia draped in nostalgia and uh ant and deck of course were huge <laughs> names in the uk at that time yeah and uh they wrote a tune and it it is brilliant and i'm gonna play it yeah. regardless of what anybody thinks uh, and I know all the words, and I can't wait to sing along to it. So let's take us back to 2002, I reckon, um, with the track We're on the Ball. 
by Anton Deck. My next pick comes to something that I think uh, we both absolutely love when the big tournament rolls around every four years. It's the adverts in the run-up to it. Yes. Um, you've got a few companies that are particularly, particularly great at them. I'm thinking Nike. Like, yeah. I'm thinking Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Those both normally go pretty all yeah. out. Um, I did ask to do them as well, but not quite as good as Nike. They did Nike, one this year that was pretty good. Yeah. My, the company I work for did it, and it was very, very, very so good. Even if you do say so yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This year's one, I really like the BBC one, which is like a sort of tapestry of famous World Cup moments yeah. all being like stitched. Uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but the adverts coming out, it's always like, it's the equivalent of when the Coca Cola advert comes out before Christmas. The holidays are coming. It's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Christmas is nearly here. <laughs> it's like, the World Cup's nearly here. <laughs> this is great. Exactly um, and they've always kind of 
although there's always official World Cup anthems and things like that, which are kind of closer connected to the tournaments, the the songs that play in these adverts become kind of an alternative anthem for the for the tournament. I think I think like France Air again, my first one. There's a there was a Nike advert where they're kind of dribbling through an airport and it's got that oh ariayo yeah oh, that's ah, one of my favourite ah. ones ever um, it's Mascana. I was obsessed with that song as well <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd like get it onto my iPod or whatever I had then yeah obsessed yeah yeah so like these always kind of um, yeah they're, they're a big part of your memories of those tournaments and those particular moments um, and for whatever reason my mum always jokes about the fact that I kind of define my life by footballing um, yeah footballing occurrences but i found that over the years really significant things seem to have happened during um international football tournaments whether it's the euros or the world cup that it really does kind of bookmark different moments in my life are you worried then for this year or could it be good things as well um it can be good things as well and this has been a really good year i'll i'll remember some some great things that have happened one particularly bad thing that'll happen, but we'll, <laughs> we'll skim over that. It's loads of great things have happened, and I think I'll look back and think, uh, do you know what, in the summer of 2018, that was, yeah. life was probably peaking. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty amazing time to be alive. Um, but thinking back four years to the last World Cup, Brazil, there was a certain romanticism to the fact that it was in this kind of home of football, where the heart of football is anyway. Um, but I had just moved to London at that time, the first time I'd kind of le- properly left Brighton, properly got my own place, um, which was all mine. And you know, got a load of people around for a, a watching part of England's first game at that World Cup um, at my place. You know, it was kind of hosting for mm. the first time in something that... You know, not a shared house, like a proper my house. It was a really exciting moment. I felt very independent and very empowered. Um, so I kind of look back on that tournament very fondly as a moment. And this song that was on a Nike advert for that tournament really takes me straight back to that feeling of, um, yeah, of 2014, the summer of 2014, um, and conjures up memories. I remember England had lost the opening game. We were rubbish to Italy. Um, after starting really well, we've gone on to lose the game. And you're kind of thinking, oh my God, four years of waiting and already we've naffed this up. This is a nightmare. Um, but everyone who had come around to watch the game, we then had like just a party afterwards um, and kind of got over the disappointment and celebrated. And we played this song over and over again that night. It's by the Eagles of Death Metal, which I know, um, due to things that have happened subsequently, is a bit of a controversial band to pick. Um, some of their political views recently have been a bit questionable but we're going to skim over that and we're going to play Miss Alyssa which even if you don't know it by name I think any football fans out there will this one will you recognise it straight away so let's play it this is Eagles of Death Metal with Miss Alyssa You are impossible to be, you're always fake and drowning. Oh, 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 oh,
So there you have it. That was Eagles of Death Metal. Harry, your third and our final pick. Lovely. Um, now, obviously, the reason why I wanted to go out on this is because I think there is no more fitting way than to end this episode on this track. Uh, you briefly mentioned it earlier. It was the kind of track of uh, the Euro 96. Yes. Uh, and then came back for 98. Um, and that is... Bedeal and Skinner with three lines. Yeah. Which for me is my favourite England song of all time. It's one of my favourite songs full stop of all time. Yeah. I I it, just can't put into words how, how much I love this song. It encapsulates so much. Yeah. And it's it just the ding 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 just yeah. as it starts. Yeah. It's just so great, and the video is brilliant for it. And it's just these two guys who managed to make a pretty great song. Yeah. And just the video for it also takes you back to a time and stuff as well. Um, yeah, and and I suppose it's like for me the fact that it's '96 and it's one that I wasn't really around for. That like there's a bit more kind of mysticism to that. Yeah. It's like Italian '90s, a, a World Cup that I kind of I feel very. Uh, nostalgic about despite yeah, the fact exactly. that I, you sort of feel like you're living this alternate world that you didn't actually have to feel the pain of you just get to see oh this was beautiful absolutely and I do feel nostalgic when I hear it and yeah. I definitely don't remember it from, <laughs> from that age and I don't know when I was first introduced to it but it was a bit like the Vindaloo one yeah. in that I only vaguely remember it from the time Yeah. but uh, it's become such a thing because you just hear it everywhere you hear yeah. every single time England play a game you'll hear it and uh it just means so much, yeah. and it's such a tune for this country. Yeah, it's not, it's not like just a national anthem, football. isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a better national anthem yeah. than our national anthem. And it's actually quite a clever song as well. There's there's a lot of things that other songs would make really cheesy. So it starts with a bit of crowd noise. It's like ah, 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 yeah. ah, and then it comes in with like a bit of commentary. Yeah, like football commentary and again in other hands that would sound really crap and cheesy yeah and the music's but, kind of playing over the yeah, commentary and, and it's sort of it's that bleeding into it like yeah. you know what's coming yeah um, and obviously it's the lightning seed so that, there's a bit of like Brit pop to it as well yes. it's like yeah. it's it's just brilliant it's and, fantastic and every I mean every two years because I'll listen to it constantly through the Euros and the World Cup mm. um, every time it comes back around again I, I think it's just the I mean, lyrics aside, it's the it encapsulates what it's like to be an England fan because yeah. it is quite a you know thirty years of hurt or yeah. was it thirty? It was thirty in the first place, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. So it's um it does fill you with this kind of it it basically runs you through the motions as yeah. you listen to it. it. It makes you sad and then it starts to build you up and then it just yeah. elates you to the point of just like such yeah. hope and like freedom almost yeah. like. Well, there's that. There's the bit like just before the final chorus where it's like, "I know that was then, but it could be again." And it's yeah. like that's the hope of being an England fan. It's like we know we're a bit crap. We know we're probably not going to win it, but we were good once, and maybe, just maybe, we this could one, be yeah. good again. It's coming though. Like, it's do coming. the lads at the game? Do they not sing, like listen to that before they go out to play? Because if they don't, they're missing a trick. They yeah because it it would just get you so pumped. I know that I've heard stories from Euro '96 where apparently um, the players would listen to it on the way to every match mm. on the coach, 
Um, and I think they were playing Holland in the quarterfinals. Um, and they got on the coach to go to Wembley and they realised they didn't have the cassette of it. So everyone's like, oh no, that's a shame. Um, but get to Wembley, get off. The whole squad gets off and everyone's like, where's Gaza? Where's Paul Gascoigne? And they're like, Gaza, where's he gone? And he was sat on the coach refusing to get off until he'd listened to three lines. <laughs> He's just like, no, I'm staying. Like, I will listen to it and then we'll go in and then we're going to play the game. And it become like a... Yeah, it was like part of his pre-match like ritual. ritual he yeah. couldn't not hear it before he went into into the ground. No Spotify then. No, no, exactly. Get that cassette <laughs> to go to HMV and buy that cassette now. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, so I do, I, like you, I hope that the England players listen to it as well. Yeah. I know if I we'll was in that to team, them and, and really make sure. Yeah, if I was in that team, then I I wouldn't be able to not. Yeah, yeah. Like l- last night, so I, I, again, it's all those little like rituals that football fans have. But I've got like this jacket that I like to wear for England games, like an old school England jacket. But it sort of stays crumpled up in a drawer in my bedroom for two years at a time. And I got it out yesterday, and I was ironing it, and I was listening to Three Lions, and I'm there like. <sighs> Like I could, I feel like I could go and run a marathon now. Yeah. The amount of adrenaline pumping through my body, you know, I could play centre mid for England. It's uh, not too late. I feel like getting my an England shirt for Thursday. Yeah, you got to just to wear it at work. Yeah, you got to. Got to. So it's just all part of it, isn't it? It is. Oh, I'm getting excited just yeah. talking about it. This is too much. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> um. Well, I bet. Well, it's time to end the episode and uh, yeah. get ourselves excited. Uh, by playing the track um, hopefully football is coming home it is yeah it is <laughs> we're going to do it come on England and I uh, hope everyone around the world listening to this enjoys the World Cup too just not as much as us because we're coming back with that trophy under our arms yeah <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> right should we do it yeah okay I can hear it I can hear the crowd now Oh my god. Here they come. It's coming. It's coming. Right. It's coming home. <laughs> nice one. We'll see you next week, listeners. See ya. Bye. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. We'll go on getting back. So I'm getting back. So I'm getting back. So I'm getting back. so sure that England's gonna throw it away, gonna blow it away, but I know they can play, cause I remember three lines on the shirts, jewels remain still gleaming, 30 years of hurt, never stop me dreaming, so many jokes, so in the ball and I'll be dancing three nights on a show
It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home.